Hi, everybody, and welcome to another fantastic episode of Not Another. I'm Alex Rubin, and I have a very fucking fun episode for you today. I'm telling you right now, this person is hilarious. She is a go get em gal. She's a sapphic sister. She's a queen. She fucking runs shit into the ground, and we actually have the same last name. Oh, my God. Are we related? Find out. Listen to the end. Oh, my God. You have no idea what's coming. I feel like I don't come across enough Rubens in my life. And maybe that's just because... With with an I. No. Thank you. Not sandwich. Like, just I-N classic Jew vibes. Right. Like, just a a good old Jew. A good old Jewess. A good old Jewess, if you will. Before we say anything about anything, you just released a book. Congratulations. Primal Animals is out now. As this is being released. Do you want to tell us? Do you want to, like pitch the plot a little bit for the listeners so that they'll be as hooked as I am because I just ordered it on Amazon by the way oh my god thank you so much you're so Um, welcome yeah it's a a young adult sapphic uh, summer camp horror Mm. and if you like yellow jackets and midsummer it's a bit of both wow it's about this girl who goes to or she I guess she's sent to by her mom this uh, college prep summer camp and it's like fabulous it's like almost like disneyland in the forest it's amazing and there's all these amenities and they do like test prep but then it's like there's these dark secrets at camp and it's a little off it's a little creepy and she has a crush on the girl in her bunk who sleeps above her Mm -hmm. in her cabin and so it sounds like a really great like rom-com setup but she actually gets tapped to join a secret society and then really horrific things happen so it's not rom-com at all that's exactly the twist uh, i'd want it to be (laughs) oh well there's an even weirder twist actually and there's um horse skulls and creepy (laughs) horse squirrel like horse girls like in a cult basically and rituals and blood and creepy crawly bugs and so yeah if you like a little disturbing then check out primal animals see this book has everything from test prep to horse skulls to sapphic culture and if you're i mean what else could you want if that is a romp roaring good time (laughs) it's certainly something okay so with everything that you said obviously and in my opinion, I'd want to watch this happening. I don't know if you've ever thought about the idea of this being optioned in the TV, film, miniseries. I don't really know the format oh that's God, best anymore. God knows. But <laughs> let's like let's do like a little bit of uh, dreamcasting for a minute. And we're going to suspend all laws of reality because, okay. I mean, the Stranger Kids things, you guys are ace, but we cannot cast you in everything. God knows. So we're just going to like span the test of time. We're going to suspend reality and you know these characters better than everyone they've lived with you in your head forever so like if you had to put some fantasy players into this who are you putting in who are you casting um well actually funny story so the cover of primal animals i was given a lot of um freedom to give input on the cover mm-hmm. and the art department at wednesday books which is my publisher they're incredible so they listened a lot to my ideas and i wanted to go for this like lord of the flies thing and i also wanted to have a girl that looked like uh chloe Sevigny. Oh, so and cool. so i would definitely cast a young chloe oh my god like kids era chloe because she's kids era chloe oh she's just the coolest it would be kids eric yeah she's so cool and her face is so like she's gorgeous but she's got this really interesting face mm-hmm. if that makes sense oh 100 like great for screen incredible great for, for screen, screen. And incredible for screen and she's so expressed and i would definitely cast her as arlie i love that's that. my main character chloe i have no come on yeah. in she can you imagine she just like entered she's like i would love to I oh would love i'd be to. like please i i 
my life would be over. I would be filming I would need at the to mouth. do anything else next. I'd be I filming at the mouth. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I feel like that's the peak of anybody's filmmaking careers. If Chloe Sevigny thinks that your project is cool enough, she'll just, like, appear on set one day. I feel like she doesn't have a call time. She doesn't have a name on a call sheet. She just rolls up when she's ready and does the thing. She's that she cool. She rolls up and goes, hey, it's Chloe. And you're like, oh, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Okay. Oh, my God. So... Let's round this cast out. We have Chloe Sevigny, who's obviously a show stealer, just like spotlight okay. hog. Um, I think Hunter Schaefer would be cool in it. Oh, she's cool in everything, isn't she? This is like the coolest cast of all time. What the fuck? I think it would be a very current cast. Like, I wouldn't, I don't know. Like, I would love to, I'm trying to think of who else I would cast. Um, My mind is spinning. I mean, maybe just the whole thing cast of euphoria like they could all be in it that would be fun you're like let's just repurpose everybody from euphoria and just slot them into different roles in a summer camp god knows barbie deserves a bigger role oh (laughs) my god let's let's get barbie in here primal animals barbie ferreira get us in contact with your team because we want to get you a role you know, I actually think she'd be a really good uh, Winnie who's the love interest. I oh, think she'd yeah. be great. A young yeah. Chloe Sevigny and a current Barbie Ferreira. This is just magic waiting to happen. Sapphics everywhere, foaming at the mouth. Uh, <laughs> I think she'd be great. I think she'd I be her. awesome. I think she's so she's so talented and obviously, we're going to get into this, but like so underutilized on that set. Oh, totally. Oh my God, beyond. Then just throw in um, Alexa Demi mm-hmm. and Sydney Sweeney. Mm-hmm. Everyone. Okay. Cast. You said, but not Zendaya. She's got too much going on. She can be in it. She can be. I would love Zendaya to be in it, actually. But yeah, I feel like she's already booked. She's. In, I feel like she's really busy. They're put. I mean, they're putting off. At least that's what I read. The filming of Euphoria season three for several years, I think, because she's so busy. That makes sense. I mean, she's got Dune. She's got. The Barbie movie. She's got so much stuff she's got going on. She's in the Barbie movie? Everyone is in the Barbie movie. Everyone. Anybody anybody with a pulse and an agent. Is Chloe in the Barbie movie? That would be... I would want her to be Barbie. I don't think I would want to see... If Chloe Sevigny were in... Can you imagine a universe where Chloe Sevigny is Barbie? I think it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I think it's like the gritty... Who would direct that? Uh, Naomi Watts. Oh, without a without a breath, you knew. That's fucking insane. Yeah. Well, that's what I'd want to watch. I would see that. I would go to the yeah. midnight premiere of that. I love Naomi Watts. I feel like she's gotten enough. Yeah. Yeah. I think I would I would be really okay with a Naomi Watts-assance. Because I know that she just had that show not too long ago. What was it? Gypsy? Wasn't it like a, like a queer coded um oh i didn't therapist watch it. show okay it only had one season that it got canned no because... i i heard i've heard of it i just haven't seen it thank you for reminding me is it like on netflix i think I it's a like netflix i, I think it's a netflix original. i saw ads for it and i was like "Ooh, naomi and i just never watched and it was it. good it was really good and then it just ne- i i just feel like the viewer base was not there because like they don't advertise anything on netflix that's not like Stranger Things or right. Well, to me they do because I don't watch Stranger Things. Okay, so valid, valid. Shit. Well, that's probably better than what comes through me because I do watch Stranger Things, but it's like the only thing that my it's taken over my TikTok, it's taken over my Instagram, and it's not because I'm obsessed. I'm not searching these things. It's just the most topical stuff possible gets shoved down my algorithm, and I'm like, okay. Oh. Well, yeah, they try to sell that to me, but I'm always like, uh-huh, what else you got? Like, what kind of weird niche documentaries? Like, what kind of strange horror, like, indie uh, movies? I gotta get back in there. But that's one of the reasons I like Hulu is, um, I feel like I like Netflix, but Hulu always recommends me more interesting content. You know what? They're I... like, here's what we think you'd like. It's not what everyone else is watching. And you're like, correct. 
You know what is on Hulu, actually? I think that I heard was really, really fucked up, and my friend said that this was, like, the most fucked up movie she's ever seen. What? The Neon Demon. Have you seen that? No, but I've heard of it. Okay, so it's very, like... I didn't see Neon Demon because my friend, who is uh, admittedly, my best friend Devin, is admittedly kind of a wuss. So I don't know if it's actually the scariest movie in the world, but she said it was, like, so disturbing that she almost walked out of the theater when she saw it. It's, like, um... Uh... Elle Fanning is a supermodel and she like kind of comes up really quickly and all these other models are incredibly envious and they go to drastic measures to try to bring her out of the spotlight and by drastic I mean like kind of bloody and it gets very uh body horror-y I guess don't know but I've heard Neon Demon incredibly disturbing if you're looking for niche content I want to see it. I, I highly doubt it's the most disturbing movie ever made or one of them, but I do want to see it. I have heard of it and I've heard it's good. Yeah, I've heard it's incredibly stylized, if anything. So if anything, you're getting a very cool-looking, sapphic-induced model movie with blood. See, to me, that would make it a little less disturbing if it's so highly stylized because then I yeah. can see it's fake, if that yeah. makes sense. Like, it's yeah. not... It doesn't, like, I think the most disturbing movies are the ones where you forget you're kind of watching a movie and you're like, oh, shit. Like, you get so absorbed. And when they're mm. highly stylized, you sort of like, okay, like, you get yeah. taken out of it. Definitely. So what would you say is, like, the most disturbing movie you've ever seen? Um, I would say the most disturbing movie I've ever seen. I mean, I've seen a lot of them. Um, <laughs> but I would say it's probably Threads which is this 1984 BBC film, kind of low-budget nuclear war film, and it just takes you through. It's like a bombing in Sheffield, London, Sheffield, England, and it Ooh. takes you through in this clinical kind of documentary-esque style. Um, not just the bomb, but what happens right before, right after, and then I think 10 years, uh, civilization and the end of civilization and all of it. It's it's horrifying. I mean, it's it's low budget, but it's brutal. And it's, it's one of, it honestly stuck with me for like two weeks. And it's not one of those nuclear war films where it like, it's like, oh no, we're all going to die. And it's scary, but then everyone's okay. Like, no, it shows you like the absolute, like, the absolute dissolution of human society and very clinical. And I I just, I highly recommend it. It's a great film. So I have a nuclear war film in part, uh, nuclear war fear in part because of that movie. Yeah. I mean, that would scare the shit out of me too. You're not wrong at all. Yeah. That sounds terrifying. It puts like like every other nuclear war film to shame. Like there's no comparison to that movie. That's insane. Um, And then maybe threads it's incredible and then there's another one it's like this cute i think it's this cute animated it's another british film the british really were freaked out during the cold war Mm -hmm. no kidding (laughs) and it's called it's called when the wind blows okay and it's about this sweet little couple having a nice little time and then it's just focused on them and their little cottage and then they get bulletins about the coming nuclear blast and the government like ships them body bags Oh my God, it's Julia! Just, it's I mean, look, it, and then they're just and then they go oh, puppet like the guys like oh, oh my puppet, God. it's like oh puppet, don't worry, like we're gonna be okay. And then like you see them like you see them after the blast, and you see them reacting to the 
So yeah, the fault. So yeah, I highly doubt Neil and Team is the most disturbing. Well, on that light note, let's dive into the topic of the day. Great. Okay. Do you have any sapphic stories from camp that you're comfortable um, sharing on the podcast? I I do. I mean, I had like the first time I kissed a girl on the cheek was at summer camp, and Whoa. I was like. 14 years old I think it was my last year and it was this girl in my cabin that I had a crush on and I said goodnight to the girls and I like kissed the one girl I didn't really think was cute just like goodnight and like all chased like, uh-huh. and then I was like goodnight and then I kissed her and I, like, <laughs> butterflies oh my god you had game did I I, I mean, Probably, may, yeah. maybe, yeah. You, <laughs> you, had a, you had a fucking skill. You had a plan. Oh, I was. Oh, I was always planning. Uh, listen, I had my first kiss ever at sleepaway camp with a girl in my cabin. That's pretty gay. Oh no, it's gayer. <laughs> it gets gayer. It's it's gayer. It's secret. I guess oh, I'll like just tell hush, the story. Like a hush hush kiss. Oh, it was beyond like the bad. between the shoes. Like don't tell the counselor. E- it was don't tell anybody. Don't tell it was cool no- for the summer. When I tell you that my my dear friend and producer, Jamie, who we both know, mutual friends, that's how we've connected mm-hmm. on this lovely podcast. I told her what happened and her mouth hit the floor because oh my God. we we never spoke of it again. Like it happened for a full summer. Every night she would sneak out of her bed and Aww, sneak into mine. That's really cute. And we would make out and do like not do anything crazy, right. but like make out, you know, things happen, whatever. Right. And then she would go back to her bed and it wouldn't be discussed. And I was like 15, maybe 16. Yeah. And that was my first like make out. That was like my Ooh, first thing. I love like a little secret rendezvous. Yeah, it, that's exactly what it was. But then like during the day, it would never be spoken of. It of would course. never be addressed. It was there was no thing. And yeah. this person, you would never guess. Do you know what I mean? Like this right. person is very, you know, I think, I think maybe it was just like a, a passing thing, whatever for me, obviously. I don't know. I, I'm not to, yeah. <laughs> it was like, every I'm, night. <laughs> it was it one time? It was, it was, she it came was back again and eight, again. And eight straight weeks. I was going to, okay, that's not eight a passing thing. straight weeks. She I, liked it. Eight yeah. queer weeks. That's what we'll put it as. I left being like, this is a new feeling. What are these feelings? Oh, yeah. And she was like, okay, anyway, like, yeah. this is the boy I think is hot. And I was like, right. Ah, and ah. you're just like, <laughs> I was like, I was like, yeah. Yeah, me too. Totally. Like, but this... I could take care of you. Yeah, I was like, I was like, <laughs> it's weird to think about now. But no, uh, your emotions are so heightened when you're a teenager. Everything feels so intense and so. I mean, if that happened to me now, I'd probably get all giddy too. Yeah, it was no. like I love secret little things. Yeah, and it was like Interest. at the time, it was like hot. Like not now, granted, right. but like back then, it was like I was like, oh, this experience is like. I don't know. I've never felt like these tingly feelings before. Yeah. What is going on? Right. And then like for the next three-ish, four, no, like four years, I never addressed it. It didn't like, I I never really thought about it. I thought about it, but I never consciously thought about it again. You know what I mean? I tried to yeah, put it away. Totally. Not for the sake of repressing. Like my parents were never like, you can't be gay. Like mm-hmm. my mom told me before I went to college, she's like, it's okay if you're gay. Cause I never had a boyfriend. Mm. And I was like, I'm not gay mom. She was like, okay. And then three years later, I was like, okay, so I'm gay mom. Like, like you win. She was like, yeah. <laughs> okay. Right. We've been new. Thank you very much. Next, next. She's like, okay, great. Pass the eggs. Like it was nothing, right. which is, I'm very lucky, but I just was like, for four years, I never had a boyfriend, but I would like fuck men, you mm-hmm. know, like I had, I've slept with men, whatever. And then when I realized I was like, oh, I don't like the only time I'm really enjoying this is when I'm like very, very drunk. 
Right. And like of my own volition, like I'm choosing to do you're this. In a bit, you're actually more yourself when you're drunk. There's studies that show you're, you're like your most authentic self when you're drunk. Am I straight? Well, <laughs> no. I think your inhibitions just go down, so you're more likely to do do whatever, whatever. the fuck I want. Exactly. Yeah, 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 exactly. Now, happily in a relationship with a woman for almost five years, very like congratulations. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. The summer camp rendezvous. We're gonna loop all the way back around to your book, which sounds fucking amazing. Oh, thank you. So, horse girl secret society horror. Yeah. I, 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 Incredible. Mic drop. Right. I won't drop the mic, James. But I was just going to say, like, that's fucking cunt. Well, my, my main character has, like, this huge fear of bugs, and she's going to a sleepaway camp. It's like a rich kid's prep school camp. So it's, like, glamping almost? It's kind of glamping, Okay, yeah. okay. It's, like, ridiculous. It's, like, an amusement park in the woods. That's how she describes it. I love that. Not literally, but, you know, it's just, like, a bun- you know, a, a ropes course and, like, an Olympic-sized swimming pool. It's just over the top. We went to one of those. Oh, I, I mean, I didn't go. Mm, yeah, I went to camps similar to. Yeah. I'm like, ha, rich kids. No, 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 no. It was like, it was like, honestly, I look back at like my days at sleepaway camp and I was like, oh, that was like a fucking paradise. It was like, I mean, there was no AC. So obviously like I bitched. I was like, oh my God. Oh, I'm of like, course. The first I'm two days you're like, at, I've never been so hot in my life. Like I'm roughing at. In oh, reality, yeah. I'm like Truly. running shower, like six running showers at every cabin. Fucking oh, yeah. the whole nine yards. Like just absolutely ridiculous. But let's get back to you. Yeah. But I'm um, speaking of rendezvous, like that actually camp was where I start because I'm bisexual so camp was where I started to it sounds so cliche but it's true I started to have those kind of feelings like I had them at school sometimes but camp is like this kind of liminal space where you're away from your parents you're away from your daily routine you spend so much time with everyone and I used to like have a crush on a girl almost every summer when I'd go to all girls camp and I it would be like a really close friend and I'd like put my head on her shoulder and like be like butterflies but I would always tell myself like oh I just have a crush on a girl because there's no boys around I think I kind of knew I just do you know what I mean yeah completely especially because we we grew up in the, the early two thousand, the nineties, early two thousands. Mm-hmm. Nobody talked about being gay. No, now it's like ev- you're not cool unless you're gay, basically. Oh no, no, like no, like straight people get bullied now. Oh yeah, straight people. The heterophobia is bad now. Uh, yeah, I, it's crazy. It's honestly crazy to see how quickly. Oh, I mean, not quickly, no, but it's like flipped it's, out of nowhere. It, it has or, now. It's like people really want to be LGBTQ. Like people that aren't queer will just be like oh my god i like purple today i'm queer and i'm just like what what?" we had a conversation about that so bizarre it is it's fascinating to see the culture now yeah or people will be like oh kink is queer and i'm like is it like is that really queer or is it just like you enjoy like you can enjoy something without it being like an identity right or not everything has to be like a puritanical heteronormative experience for it to be like i don't know i just i agree with you we were saying growing up in the 90s and the early 2000s it's so bizarre because it was literally like oh you're gay you're disgusting like i remember talking about bisexuality and it was like a big thing it was like no no and it was ew and like i think she likes girls and actually speaking of which at that summer camp i went to this story really upsets me speaking of disturbing go for it and this would never fly now but this was like what i was exposed to there were these two girls that were really really good friends and they would like play wrestle and like play in the pool and splash each other and there were these really awful girls in my cabin who were like hey they're lesbians they're lesbians and they would laugh about them so one time our whole cabin got called into a meeting with the counselor so the two girls were there Mm -hmm. that were being shit talked about 
and our cabin. I hadn't said anything. I was so uncomfortable. And the counselor who was like in charge of those two girls was like, I heard you girls were calling these girls lesbians. How dare you say that about my girls? You're all like we were all in trouble and like. And it was like those poor girls were sitting there, like whether or not they were lesbians, right. it doesn't like it was just as if it was we'd said this heinous thing. Yeah. And I, I mean, I hadn't said anything, but I was just sitting there like, first of all, why are we all getting in trouble? And then the girl who started all the rumors was like, oh, my God, I can't believe anyone would do that. Ew. I was like, Shut up, Natalie. Or whatever. Fucking Natalie. I hated her. But anyway, what a bitch. no, but it was it's it was so unsettling how we were sitting. We were sitting there and it was. It was like we were accused of calling the girls murderers or like thieves or like, and these poor, and they were doing it in front of them. Yeah, like one, why are they in the room? It was really humiliating. You're, you are, girls. you are traumatizing their, like you're ruining their friendship. They're re-traumatizing. Yeah, and, and you're that, stigmatizing their friendship mm-hmm. in front of everybody and you're making, even if they're not, Yeah. the word lesbian, this is like, if this is a shocker to anyone, is not a bad thing. It's not a bad word. It's not we're allowed to a say curse. It. It's not a cuss. Oh my God. Yeah, lesbian. Lesbian. This is a safe space. We're lesbianing together. No, no, it's it's so. <laughs> and I think Orange is New Black. Speaking of that, like that's where the joke is from. Yeah, that show was actually pretty groundbreaking in getting like queer female stories like more normalized in the media. Absolutely. Because yeah, there was the L word, but like what else was there? Yeah, nothing. No, now it's there really like wasn't. everyone's queer, and it's like, and it's great. It's fantastic. There's so much representation, but it's like that was not our experience. No, not at all. Not at all. And it was so like you would think the way that we're talking about it this happened this was like forever ago but this was like 20 years ago yeah like nothing oh not even 20 no 15 15 years ago me in high school i yeah no in in high we were talking literally i'm not kidding i was having this conversation with frankie and jamie with two lovely people in the room right now how in high in our high schools like nobody came out nobody was gay yeah and then now it's like kids in middle school are coming out and like you know realizing that they want to transition and like finding their true identities and they feel like so safe in like the culture that we've created or that they have created in our wake essentially and it's cool to see it's just almost like shocking like it's like stark kind of gone in the opposite direction it's gone from like i'm gonna bully you for being gay i'm gonna bully you for being straight yeah it's like get in the locker you head (laughs) (laughs) which is like probably how it should be but yeah um, i know whatever you guys can handle it you guys can fucking chill in there for a time yeah chill in there for a minute (laughs) we're gonna put rainbow stickers all over your locker oh my gosh but we were talking about the dropout i yeah oh my god full circle jesus you, you asked me well i I just saw it popped up on Hulu and I, mm-hmm. I had seen um, Out for Blood in Silicon Valley years ago. The, I'm sure, you know, you were a big fan of the podcast. Yeah. I didn't listen to the podcast, but I'm fascinated by the Theranos story. Like, it's oh, just it's so good. It's one of those like truth is stranger than fiction. Completely. It's so juicy. I had a little trouble getting into the first few episodes because it was a little like exposition. Dis- exposition. I was a little disconnected from the character. But once it got going and it got really campy, mm-hmm. I was like cheering I, I, almost every female character except for her was amazing oh fantastic fantastic lawyer oh my god the, the Lori metcalf oh, oh bitch the editor oh the- i i was obsessed with her obsessed i was every time she was on the screen i was like kind of like cheering in my seat even like linda from well from legal yeah at the end i was like yeah. you better tell her she was like i don't fucking work here oh and then, then the doctor <laughs> when the doctor like uh when she's at that like harvard medical school induction or whatever and the yeah. doctor's like the doctor's like, I hope you enjoy your moment. I forget what she said. Oh, she yeah. Like, no, Lori Metcalf. She was like. Oh, that's Lori Metcalf. Yeah. Yeah. Because she was on Roseanne forever ago. Oh, right. Yeah. She and was she fantastic. was like, oh, she's she's just hilarious. But I remember they interviewed her, actually her, like on the podcast forever ago. And she has the exact same no bullshit, like, 
oh elizabeth holmes is a fraud she's been a fraud i told her from day one it wasn't gonna work i'm obsessed and she was like when i met up with her again when she was for some reason on the harvard medical board of inductees (laughs) because she's not a doctor like on the podcast she was like wrote flaming this bitch line for line and she was like and i told her i'm like you're a fraud and you're hurting women everywhere and you should stop and you're like thank you all heroes wear capes i was like no they don't they wear lab coats (laughs) mazel but not you, Elizabeth. I mean, I guess it's not a spoiler because it happened in real life, but the, the suicide was so depressing. Oh, yeah. That gutted me. I did. I really cared about the characters. And I also, yeah, I really cared about everybody around Elizabeth besides Sonny. But that both of them, both leads did a really great job. I honestly, I ended up not liking Sonny as a person, but I loved the actor so much mm-hmm. that I loved watching him on screen. No, it was... He's a great villain. Did you ever watch Lost way back in the day? Uh, I caught a few episodes of it, but I didn't see the whole thing. I watched a few seasons was and he then... In it? Yeah, he was like one of like the main people on Lost and I hadn't seen him really... <gasps> oh, he was also in Sense8. I don't know if you ever watched no, that. but I need to watch that. You should. It's I, very, I, very good I've queer, it's great. queer TV. He's a little weird so at first, but he's great. The, the, the finale episode where they have the fight in the office, mm-hmm. that's like genius screenwriting it was so good good. that show is genius it's the the drop i cannot i cannot watch the dropout on hulu do it available now do it do it and now you can stream the whole thing you have to wait no oh you are at the perfect you're the you're at the prime opportune moment you can thank us later (laughs) you can join the patreon if you're so inclined uh patreon oh yeah oh we we got this is some professional shit right now you wouldn't guess it by the setup we're currently sitting on a couch in a studio apartment in Bushwick. But how, how are you liking the girl from Plainville? How do you feel? So I'm on. Ep- we just finished episode three, so we have one that's oh, out right so now. You're not. You're not all caught up yet. No, but I do know the story. I find this to be a lot more bleak. The dropout's more campy. Yeah, and the Theranos is almost like too big to to touch right. in a way. Like it's I not know like an individual. I mean, there's sadness in it, but there's yeah. just so much ridiculousness. Yeah, there's sadness in it. The way that I view like the scale of the three main drops of tv which was like inventing anna mm-hmm. the, scammer, the dropout the scammer tv yeah and it's like the scammer scale almost mm-hmm. like inventing anna all camp and honestly i i could get into that in another day but i don't think anna delvey did anything wrong the dropout mm-hmm. elizabeth holmes really believed that what she was doing was right but then mm-hmm. once it got like bad she was in too deep and just kind of kept pushing through right it hurt people but it didn't Elizabeth Holmes was not like directly affecting these things happening like her decisions trickled down to a point where it hurt a lot of people Mm -hmm. but the girl from Plainville very 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 dark so I'm actually not super familiar with the case um I'm and I'm watching the story play out I know she gets charged Mm -hmm. it's not a spoiler because it's based on real events but yeah I know she ends up getting charged but in the show she's actually very sympathetic you it, find not in the first few episodes but she starts to gradually become more sympathetic you start yeah. to see like i mean you have to build the character you start to totally. see her issues with like her eating disorder and uh, her family like she just she just starts to become more interesting i'm googling facts so i don't misspeak about this but there's also they covered thing didn't they like cover up certain details like his dad abused him and they didn't want yeah. that in the case there's some s- sketchy stuff going on where it's like yeah i feel like they were both from my reading so far, two very mentally ill teens that were egging Incredibly. each other on. And I don't I don't know like the show is kind of vague about her intentions and her mindset. She's really creepy in the first few episodes, but then as it goes on, she gets a little more sympathetic and you're a little you start to see the the, the legal proceedings and you're like, wait, there's some sketchy things happening here too. Yeah. Like, oh well we're not gonna bring that to court or oh we're just gonna skip over that. Oh well we're not and I'm like, hmm. Yeah, yeah. 
And it's, it's just a weird case. It's very weird. It's the case itself. I found just the fact that if you Google it, you anybody who's listening right now, if you don't know the case, TLDR, there was a long distance relationship between two teens. The over the, text message, over text message. They met in Florida and then, you know, they was on a vacation and then they continued their relationship over text message. And the boy was extremely suicidal, depressed and was kind of texting his girlfriend, you know, like, I really want to do it. Like, I feel like I don't want to be here anymore. And she was like, okay, so do it. Like, here's the ways that you can do she it. She told him to drink bleach. She told him to drink bleach. She told him to, you know, keep the car running in the garage. She mm-hmm. told him a bunch of different ways to do it. And when he would text her the next day, she's like, I thought you were going to do it. Why didn't see, you do I it? I haven't gotten to that part of the story yet. So maybe that's why I'm not. See, you've you've read. The, yeah. You know, and and I, I believe it's messed up. I just, I think I haven't gotten to the more messed up messages yet. Yeah. So I'm I, still kind of like. Yeah, I mean, and honestly, I'm sure that if you were to like, think about it, thing. yeah, and, yeah, or think about it through the lens of like this teenager, like this girl is also incredibly mentally ill. Yeah. And like no person of, you know, mental level would do that or say that or right. act that way. I don't want to say that it's sympathetic, but it's like, okay, I can kind of try to frame yeah. reference for what's going on. But all the text messages are available. You can read them online right. if you want to. And I think. I did that a long time ago when this, not a long time ago, because this is fairly recent, but like when this story was dropped and it was, it's very, very, very hard to read and okay, hard to I believe you. I, I think as, as I'm going to read it myself, I know there's a documentary too. Mm-hmm. And I think if I have more context, when I say sympathetic, I don't mean that she like did great things. No, she's definitely excusable, not. But I feel like in, a, especially in a TV show. Because it's not the real person, right? It's a dramatization. Right. I feel like the TV show has to kind of make her a little bit sympathetic. Yeah, because absolutely. As a writer, you have to care a little bit about this person. Right. Even if they're a villain, even if they're doing evil things. It's kind of why we like succession. It's why we like... Oh, I love succession. Yeah, it's why we like watching bad people do bad things. Mm-hmm. It's like, are they... Like, I enjoyed Sonny on The Dropout. Yeah. And by the end, I was like, what an abusive narcissist. I love this guy. Like, yeah. I don't love him. Completely. I love watching him. No, absolutely. Kind of like how I loved watching Cassie on Euphoria. Oh, girl. Fascinating. Girl, okay, so I'm Team Maddie till I'm dead. I just, the thing is, Sydney Sweeney is such a compelling actress. She is. She did such and a fantastic Cassie job. is such a just, fat to me, such a fascinating character. Yeah. Like, lover, hater, whatever, it's like her fall is just so tragic and Shakespearean. Yeah, no, it really is. <laughs> so, and like, it's so funny and, and wild. I want to get into the Sam Levinson of it all. Oh, gosh. I yeah. want to. I, I know somebody who's a producer or an AP on Do that show. You? Yeah. Have you heard things? No. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. We don't, we're not that close. Like, we knew each other in high school and like going into college, we like spoke and then, because we, I went to school for film also in uh, Central Florida. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a great film program. Yeah. It was nice. Yeah. It was a great time. But she went off to LA and then, you know, she's, she's working with A24. So that's how she's oh, good for on her. it. Oh, my God. She's, they make the best movies. She's the EP on um, Z Way oh, right now. So she's so cool. Like, uh, shout out life. to you, Allie, if you ever <laughs> hear this. I'm just hyping you up. We haven't spoken in forever, but you're doing amazing things. Aww. And also, Sapphic's sister. Love you, girl. Aww. Yeah, go off. Love that. Love to see Sapphic's in the workplace thriving surviving i know that there were like sam would do like 12 hour shoots like 16 hour shoots 16 for like one for like a two second scene or something he yeah has a vision the fact <laughs> he has a vision but he won't bring it to set literally right. there he were people would, who were like yeah. he wouldn't come with a story like with like I a shot that. list and so they would just be sitting there and he would be like changing shit on the fly i remember i don't know who said this i don't know who said this i think there were some people on tiktok that were talking about it but if you watch the musical episode Episode, Lexi's Our Life Play. 
Oh, yeah. The extras, there is zero continuity in the extras because people would come and they would spend 18 hours or 16 hours in the gym and then they wouldn't come for a second day. Wow. So the audience around the main characters changes constantly. That's very Lynchy and I love it. <laughs> yeah, Sam Levinson <laughs> is the David Lynch of this generation. Gen Z's David Lynch. No, he's Lynch. the Stanley Kubrick. He's oh, changing the furniture. God. Around. Oh, my <laughs> like God. Like in The Shining. <laughs> The way every changes thing, the audience. The way does that make Barbie Ferreira Shelley Duvall? Oh God, the trap. Mm, maybe, maybe it mm, might be the Shelley Duvall. She deserved better. She deserved so, dude. How are you gonna give us? Oh, you know the, the sickening, empowering, dope ass cam girl fantasy storyline. I know, and then give her two lines in the second season. Well, the the, the rumors, obviously, you know, the rumors were that like they got into a fight over the storyline, and it's not confirmed. And obviously, Barbie's camp is not gonna. They're not gonna say. They're anything. not gonna say anything because it's bad PR, and they're not gonna speak out against the director. And but if that is true, like it's. It's sad because she had such a compelling arc in the first season. Yeah. And she the, was great. There was so much great. I honestly, a lot of people hated season two. I loved season two for all its messiness and wildness. Yeah. Like I found it wildly entertaining. Well, I thought the additions in season two, Martha mm-hmm. Kelly, we had Dominic Fike was Fike, fantastic Fike, yeah. as well. And, and now then, he's dating um, Hunter Schaefer. Which is they're really beautiful. Cute. Yeah, yeah. A beautiful, beautiful couple. So cute. I thought that all of the character additions that we got into season two were beneficial. Mm-hmm. I just wish that it didn't come at the at the Expense price of, of the characters we've come to know and love. Yeah. Getting sliced. Yeah, I feel like also I think the challenge is Sam has so many ideas. Mm-hmm. He's trying to do kind of reminds me like you're trying to do everything at once and mm-hmm. then he has like eight episodes. Yeah. And it's like, okay, this is not gonna Right. Right. You're not gonna get yeah. to everything. And I, I remember people were getting really upset at the end. They were like, Why isn't Rue getting kidnapped by Lori's people? And I was like, I feel like that's gonna happen that's coming in season three. But it has to. It has to. And I, I don't know, I guess it didn't bother me as much because I loved skins when I was younger. I, I loved skins. That was like that's probably my favorite show. And that show was so messy too, and the timelines didn't make sense and mm-hmm. like I just kind of forgave it for the same reason you forgive a good like. I just it's fun. It's enjoy. It, you can just enjoy it for what it is. It's a and- fantasy world anyway. Like it's a and I love when Sam. I I wrote a bunch of actually articles about Euphoria for uh, BuzzFeed. Oh I, no I, kidding! I have, yeah, oh my god! I did like hidden Easter eggs in Euphoria and like oh it was like. It was, a, it was like a film analysis of oh Euphoria. Oh my god, that's so cool! Yeah, and I did like what whatever happened to these characters. I did like predictions of what would happen to or what happened to them. Like Anna in season one, the girl Jules is in love with. Oh yeah, dis- but I kind of like the characters come and go because it's kind of like real life. Yeah, they're not always in your life. They're- it's very ephemeral. Yeah, and I think that that's like very valid, especially with this generation of like everything is so fleeting all the right. time, and like the the culture cycle literally will even just boop yeah. like. You don't even have time to jump in on a trend because it's already gone. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Totally. But with Euphoria and Sam Levinson and all of that, I found... Because my roommate doesn't watch Euphoria. Mm -hmm. And his reasoning was like, it makes me so stressed out and it's so bleak. It's Mm -hmm. so... Like, the, the themes are so dark that, like, I don't think I can do that weekly to myself Mm -hmm. and i was like it's interesting because like if you think about it in that lens if we like put the themes of euphoria on paper for a second which is like teen overdose you know sexual violence abuse abuse abandonment yeah all these things we all as a culture come together and watch it like as a community yeah we community style sit down at the table and take a little slice out of the trauma porn pie yeah every week and like what is that 
Well, I, I think it's very relatable. I think people like seeing their inner experiences reflected on screen. Yeah. In kind of a, an emotional film, cin- beautiful cinematography. I mean, what did he like buy Ectochrome or the Kodaks, the special Kodak film? He had them remake it for season two. Yeah, he did. I loved it. I'm all about aesthetic, though. So I was. So no, it was. No. And if you for if you're going to give Euphoria anything, it's stunning. Gorgeous. Stunning. Soundtrack. Incredible. OK, I want to talk. I want to give a shout out to the fucking music supervisor of oh Euphoria season two, because in the first episode, didn't he have to clear like three impossible artists back to back? Like, oh, yeah. Biggie fucking. I think every every musical interlude scene is genius the way he integrates. And did you do you remember when Cal was in? He goes to revisit the gay bar and he's like flipping through the jukebox. My favorite image is like the pink. <laughs> print by Nicki Minaj appears for a second like in the jukebox I'm like that is just things like that I think it's so funny and I, I feel like not everyone like sees that or gets that or they just write it off but I think that's what makes the show special it's like yeah there's like nods to other films there's nods to other shows there's a lot of references I'm not saying it's like the most complex show in the world but, no. but I think it has more complexity than people give it credit for and I think when you go back and watch it there's a reason it's so effective is it really gets to you. Yeah. And I, I completely disagree when people say it glamorizes like sex. Hell it's, no. It's it makes me want to be celibate. It's just, a, I think it's just a very intense show and when, that's how teens feel. Yeah. When they're like, oh, it glamorizes drug use. I'm like, are we Not watching the same thing? Sam Levinson is very open about how he struggled with addiction and you see that. In yeah. The show. Yeah. I'm like, nothing about Rue's character makes me want to do drugs. No. And I think just because she's honest about how drugs drugs are fun sometimes like just because she's having an honest discussion mm-hmm. I mean, it's not an after school special and no. I think that's why it's a refreshing show kind of like Skins was yeah I loved Skins I remember I mean, when I Skins, Skins came out it was like 2009 and mm-hmm. everything was very like CW and fake and all the actors were like 25 and yeah they were like, all 30 it was just like it was I loved Gossip Girl but I, I hated how like they all acted like they were in their 30s their lifestyles were not teenage lifestyles no not they were at like all. going to the bar and like yeah, they, going like, to board meetings some of them, meetings, and some of them like, like owned bars yeah it was very bizarre <laughs> It, Chuck was like, yeah, I just bought a burlesque bar. Right, like it's fun, but it's like, so you're inac- 17. so inaccessible where Skins was about like working class kids, just like normal kids yeah. going through kid shit. Which generation of Skins is the best? Oh God, that's it, Can you so rank the generations hard. of Skins? You know what? That's really hard because I have favorites within each generation. Okay, why don't we do that? Let's get, let's get mm. fave of each generation. Okay, that's And I'll easy. give you a moment. Oh, oh, it is. Go ahead. Generation one, Chris. Fantastic choice incredible mm-hmm. generation two cook and naomi it's a tie oh i love cook thank you for saying cook. oh jack o'connell's fantastic and he's very attractive did you see skins rise and skins fire i did i did so go- oh yeah he's really hot and then he's so hot my favorite in gen 3 obviously is Minnie. really yeah love Minnie. Minnie was perfect loved her and i loved Liv, but she wasn't she didn't get as much storyline as Minnie. i love i loved okay so first gen probably not sid i liked sid I liked Sid too, but he wasn't my favorite. Mm. I loved Chris. I loved Anwar a lot. Oh, Anwar. And loved him a lot. I love Tony. I mean, but Nicholas Holt is just so incredibly charming. He's incredibly charming. Talented from day one. Oh, he's captivating. You have to watch The Great. He makes this like downright sociopathic character so lovable. Oh my God. It's brilliant. I don't know how he does it. Yes. And he made Tony, who's like this sociopathic kid, so endearing. No, and I like, it's I Nicholas, wanted to... It's the Holt effect. Yeah. It's the, it's the whole, it's the Holt gaze. It's the Holt gaze, yeah. <laughs> he absolutely mastered it. He did. Um, I'll say from series two, it's also Cook. Oh, yeah. And Naomi. No, they're the two best, honestly. I, I wanted them to get together so bad. I, I thought they had so much chemistry. They definitely did. But I wasn't mad at Naomi Lee. 
Oh, I liked Naomi Lee. No, it's but a I Tumblr was really movie. mad that they killed off Naomi in the in the spinoff. Spoiler alert! If you didn't see it, it's, it doesn't count. It's not, no, it's, it's also not been, canon. It's been fucking forever. It's also, not real. <laughs> you didn't watch it, like honestly. It was fan fiction. Don't worry it's, about it. It's shaming. No, you. those We're episodes were pure fan fiction. Yeah. yeah. Also, can I be? Can I say something maybe controversial? Sure. I hate Effie. You know, Effie was a very manic pixie dream girl. She was the the manic pixie dream I girl. I had trouble connecting to her. Like, I really like Kaya, the actress, mm-hmm. but I think Effie was such a weirdly written character. She was weird. She was like the whole silent thing for the first series of the show. See, going that, in. that didn't bother me because that felt like a very teenager thing, like just I guess. refusing to speak. I guess, yeah. I guess I was just like a very obnoxious, loud teenager, oh, I was so too. I was just like, "Why aren't you saying words?" I thought it did let her have more comedic timing and. It did. And I, I enjoyed that. But then I just thought in, in Gen 2, her arc was so confusing. It really was. And also, like, you should have been with Cook and not Freddy. Because Freddy oh, was 100%. a wet motherfucking oh, blanket. Freddy was so cute, but I agree. Yeah. Oh, oh. Can we talk about the unsung hero of Series 2 of Skins, which is uh, Freddy's sister going on that talent show? Oh, my God. And singing ass to ass. Ass to ass, ass with you. you. And then he, like, shows up at the end and bops to this. And the dad's like, why aren't you supportive of your sister? <laughs> like what? He, like, tears down his clubhouse with his friends <laughs> to make a dance studio. <laughs> was it like a star search thing yeah it was, it was, was like so an funny. x-factor situation that show was wild ass the tonal shifts in that show you it was like a depressing dark episode with death and then it was like ass to ass okay yeah ass to ass was a classic bop speaking that I, of requiem for a dream <gasps> please don't no <laughs> i don't want to i don't want to go there anymore I don't know. No, that that is something that I can never, ever, ever revisit. I watched Speaking it of disturbing films, I was like, "Why don't we get to the worst of it?" No, that that. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry for the sorry for the gag. It's, dark. it's horrendously dark. That's that's one of the most disturbing movies I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. The most stressful. Oh, I'm gonna say my fave from Gen Three yeah, of yeah, Skins. Do. Um, Mini. Obviously, sorry. Oh yeah, that was the that was the end of that. Mini was incredible, and I love how you you like think she's gonna be a stereotypical mean girl but they inverted every character oh, i gen 3 is my favorite i love i loved rich and grace yeah they were really great they and he were was so very cute. hot he was there were a lot of really attractive men in that yeah show. and there were some not attractive men but their personalities were great everyone very was just very charming. hot personality yeah okay so i want to talk about okay so what do you think about pop culture i love it it's messy. It's raw. <laughs> He's like, tell me, ask me um, what I think about pop culture. I'm like, what do you think about pop culture? I'm trying to think. Of, I'm trying to think of something I really want to rant about. Yeah. Um, is there anything in? Ge- okay. So, are you I'll watching Generation it. Q? No. Okay. I, I will. I will come <laughs> to it. Okay. I have something that will probably get me canceled. Not. Not. Literally. You don't need to get canceled if you don't want to get canceled. But if it's something that you want to like, if it's something that you're no, like, it's not at all. It's like not a big deal. Okay. 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 My opinion is not really that controversial, but it's that Twitter is ruining TV shows. Absolutely ruining my viewer experience. Well, it's like I'm trying to just like, ha- like especially with Euphoria, I feel this a lot. I'm trying to like watch the show have an experience like you know you love film you want to like have your own personal experience and i'm sick of just everyone's opinions like a ticker tape constantly it's exhausting and i and i miss watching tv where you would like kind of let the episode marinate and think about it and like you know have your own opinion and experience and everything wasn't like this hot take and it wasn't all controversial like it's just whatever the take is it's exhausting it's exhausting i hate the comment sections like maybe i just my brain is so busy and chattery all the time but as much as i love pop culture i just find it so draining to be online and to Mm -hmm. just read everyone's opinions and then there's a point at which you're like what even is my opinion do i even like this show do i even like this movie or do i just am i just thinking of the bad reviews and the bad 
critique. Like sometimes too, you'll read a bad review and then you'll go in and be like, mm, they had a point. So you won't really feel, you know, you're not really forming your own opinion. Yeah. I, I mean, mean so I, I, I love critique. I love analysis. And I think like there's definitely been analyses that I've watched or read that have enriched my viewing of the show, enriched my experience. Mm-hmm. Where I've gone back and like, okay, I appreciate it in a new way. But it's like that mindless chatter on Twitter and how during Euphoria, as much as I loved all the memes, it was just like, everyone shut up. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Twitter, what's that about? Twitter's just exhausting. Yeah. I, no, I, it's I, it's just worst. so much. It's so much chatter. And also, like, if you don't have your HBO you get now. spoiled right away. Uh, or your HBO Go. Oh, HBO Max. I'm mm-hmm. so fucking old. HBO Max up at Analog television. <laughs> you don't have your AM radio Coming tuned up. on. <laughs> no, if you don't have it on at 8.59 and press that button as soon as it hits 9 o'clock, zero, zero, the, like, it's spoiled for you. It's spoiled and then it's like everyone has an opinion and everyone's written a Vulture article. And I love Vulture recap. But I'm like, why am I reading recaps of a show I've just watched? 30 seconds ago. This has been an amazing chat with you, my doll. Iconic. Yeah. So, but we need to get to this point before I, because I could talk to you for hours. This right. is so much fun. I'm oh, having yeah, a great we, time. Yeah. This is the part of the pod called What's That About? Where I'm going to give you the floor to rant about whatever you want. It can be pop culture related, but if you have something on your mind that you really want to get off your fucking chest, just like let it rip. Mm-hmm. You got anything that you want to load up? Oh, let me think. Oh yeah. There is something. Okay. People that don't have ad block. Okay. We yes. Just, this is a really important thing we need to talk about. Yeah, no, drop that I, shit. People, I have friends. We're watching like Hulu and there's an ad and I'm like, what on earth is wrong with you? Put ad block <laughs> on your fucking browser. It's been free. There's like 30 different extensions. There's freeware. I am so goddamn sick of people not using ad block. I'm like, oh, I don't, I'm like, I don't care. Put ad block on. I will go bananas over the ad block thing. It interrupts. I don't want to hear the commercials pisses me off i'm like it's one extension <laughs> that is what i'll rant about till the yeah. day i die <laughs> this is the hill i get so mad <laughs> no i don't fuck this is the hill that we're choosing some, to die on what are you like 35 put ad block on your computer put, uh, <laughs> jesus christ put some fucking respect on yourself oh my god for the love of god no i just it makes me so angry because it'll interrupt the flow of the show or the music that's I, exactly how the that fuck just I really makes me mad that's my like pet peeve when you're like jamming or vibing or watching something and it's like chilies and you're like god damn it (laughs) to be fair though i'm never ever mad at the idea of chilies well this is really dark but do you remember that clip um where they showed like the air the air sirens in ukraine and it was like really really it was on twitter actually ironically and it was this air sirens was like stark view mm-hmm. of the city and then it was like it gets interrupted by a Chili's commercial it's like happy hour six <laughs> and it's like someone was like we live in a South Park episode <laughs> oh fuck and that man. is when I like Twitter that is when I appreciate Twitter yeah yeah fuck that's really we fucking really funny we live in a South Park episode yeah we I think I'm scared the past three years has been one running South Park season and I feel like yeah. South Park is like running out of shit to talk about at this point well, it's just all meta 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 yeah it's very yeah jesus fucking christ <laughs> i'm sorry that ad the ad block was too fucking good <laughs> thank you that's the what's that about that just has so nothing we know. to do well it's it's uh tangential to pop culture because no, it interrupts it streaming it interrupts matter. music that was too i like thank it doesn't you. even need to be about pop culture because i get is, so mad about that <laughs> dude why wouldn't you it's fucking horrendous wait what's ad block i'm like I, I, what's ad block do you live in a barn <laughs> <laughs> do you live in a seashell <laughs> Where are you from? <laughs> it's like it's like Patrick. You in a barn, <laughs> cottage core. Are you raised in a barn? They're like, actually, yes. I'm like, 
<laughs> Get fucking ad block, you nerd. <laughs> Were you Natalie. raised on an ant farm? Natalie. Like, that's what I <laughs> <laughs> Where did you grow up? <laughs> what did they do to you? Yeah, you're like, Put I'm the so ad block sorry. on your fucking browser. Uh, I have three of them. Three. I don't know which ones work and which ones don't. You, you have but like let me tell you, I, am per- I have a failed safe system. <laughs> because we're an ad block. And now, if you get an ad block, you're throwing the laptop out the window. Oh, I will throw the remote at myself. If you're lighting ha- your yeah. apartment on fire. I'm lighting myself on fire. No. Self-immolation. Don't ever. See, it got really dark. I wouldn't do it. You're too lovely. Thanks. You're welcome. I wouldn't want to die that way. No. <laughs> okay, so that was perfect. I just want to address, like, you hit every single spot I didn't even know that I needed to hear. But if you don't have ad block, like, she's going to come get you. Yeah, what do you live in, an ant farm? Come on. <laughs> like, please. Put it on your goddamn brow. Fucking ant farm, Natalie. Jesus, Natalie. It's Natalie. <laughs> that girl's ears are ringing right now. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so we do unfortunately have to come to a close. Oh, even though- I'm so sad. No, but we'll keep talking into these mics oh, after I the recording. They won't hear it. No, private conversation. Know, unless you join the Patreon. Ooh, <laughs> OnlyFans. All right. Oh, speaking of OnlyFans, <laughs> where can the people find you? Uh, <laughs> you whore. Um, <laughs> they can find me on my website, uh, julialynrubin.com, and Rubin is R U B I N, the Jewish spelling. Somebody recently was like, "What is it like the sandwich?" And I'm like, "No." And you can find me on Twitter at, at Julia Lynn Rubin. And then you can find me on Instagram at Swiss Beauty, which is a really funny name, I know. But I made it when I was like 14 or 16. I don't remember. Bye. 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 Ta-ta for now. TTFN.